we're back with another episode of Track Cocaine after taking a week off for the holiday. I'm your host, Trevor Thiebo, and joining me is Shay Ostin. What's up, boys? And uh, Evan D.B. Dunkley. What's up, D.B.? Uh, feels good to be back. Yeah, how's you guys week, uh, week off? Boy, I did nothing but boozing and burning sun, dude. I am fried. I, honestly, I never thought <laughs> Sorry, like going back to work would be like my vacation. Like That is <laughs> when I'm like about to get better. Like This was a bender of a week. Dude, I went down the river yesterday. And the holy hell, the river beat me. I don't, yeah. ever, I don't think I've ever beat the river. Uh, 96 <laughs> beers between five guys and a bunch of sunburn. Uh, dude, <laughs> kill you. Dude, I tell you, washed up you runners that. are nothing but just boozers left and right <laughs> at this point. Oh. So yeah. this week we'll cover some news as usual and then interview a former collegiate national champion turned pro who uh, really loves his mom, so let's Where's get this started. <laughs> so let's get this started. <laughs> Alright, what you got for news, DB? Well, uh, looking back in the meets this weekend, multi-time medal- Olympic medalist Andre Degrassi finishes third at the Canadian National Meet. Ran at 10.20 to finish third. Um, having a hamstring injury last summer into a down season this year, do you think he'll recover and return to form? No. Yeah. It, it's hard. I mean, it, getting third at the Canadian national meet. I mean, nothing against Canadians by any means, but they don't when you're an Olympic medalist, man, you gotta win. You gotta win at your home country too. Canadians don't necessarily scream "sprinter nation" either. No, the toughest of the toughest of I've ever seen a Canadian there. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the injury held him back, and and who knows? He he may not be fully back to health. He might. The slower, I we don't know yet. I'm jury's what? out so far. Third, so it, it happened last summer, and he had to pull up in the 200th his hamstring again. Mm-hmm. Hamstrings and sprinters, they don't mix well, not <laughs> at all. But yeah. again, in the national meet, another big name, uh, Mo Ahmad, formerly of uh, UW, Fowerman Track Club, again, 5k, beaten uh, champion, beating out Justin Knight from Q's, and uh, our host next, Ben Flanagan. But Mo, Mo's a great guy. Um, been in the scene for a while now after uh, University of Wisconsin. But this race wasn't really much of a, a record-breaking race. I mean, it was slow out, good jog fest. I mean, final times were 14.36. You know, I mean, all neck, neck, and neck. No, the NCAA D2 times were faster than this. <laughs> That's well, impressive, though, beating the Justin Knight, though. But, yeah, and He's at a, the same time, and Flanagan, you know. too, probably yeah. one of the hottest runners coming off after this weekend. And you know what? A sit-and-kick. You know, I'm, I'm not opposed to a sit-and-kick on a 5K every now and then. I mean, everyone wants to see, you know, records fall and stuff go down. But at the same time, you run the race to win. And if, if you Whoever decide that the race is going to get won in the last 100 meters again, so be it. Yeah, so pretty much Mo is the fastest... 100-meter sprinter in that race. (laughs) And then, also for news, uh, former Oregon Project star Mary Kane plans to return to the track after taking two years off from racing. Woo! Yeah. Absolutely. Baby. I think that's awesome that somebody like Mary Kane can stay relevant after taking two years off because that's how much of a powerhouse she was. Oh, exactly. Well, you look at any other sport right now. I mean, how many players legitimately are off of their sport for two whole years and then come back. I mean, Mary Kane is the Michael Jordan of running. I mean, you look, you look at her success like, yeah. straight for, out of school. For, for high school girls, she I mean, she's 22 right now. She hasn't raced since she's been 20. 
and she holds multiple high school age group records. She's just she's unreal. Yeah, and and it's not like she is just off off. I mean, she is training with the Oregon Project. I mean, they have the tools to make superstars. They do every year. There's not a single person on that team that is not Olympic potential. Well, that's crazy. Placement. Taking time off running too for two mm-hmm. years. That's like one of the hardest things to do is get back in shape. Back in shape, yeah. but at the same time, a lot of little injuries get fixed. A lot of big injuries get fixed. The mind gets refocused. I yeah. mean, she has a bright career ahead of her, and she's still years and years younger than the people she's racing. Yeah. So I think she'll be just fine. And she'll definitely be racing. A little bit more news on Shelby Houlihan. Those two will be going head to head. Uh, Houlihan wins the Luzanne Diamond League meet in the 1500 meter. She runs 357.34 for number four all time in the U.S. Oh man! Like, is she the best 1500 meter in the world right now? I mean, I'm sorry. We have we have talked about Shelby Houlihan. Almost every episode of the show right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost every single she episode. Won, she won pre. She won double <laughs> national titles. She's lighting it up. Yeah, it's I, good to be Shelby. Right how, oh, yeah. Who, who, who right now is hotter than Shelby on the track? I, oh, on the track. Uh, <laughs> off, too. I don't know. Yeah. I but, I mean, she is just light years ahead. I mean, Clearly. dominating. Dude, she's her kick is absolutely unreal, too. In the last 70 meters, she put almost a full second on the rest of the field. Uh, Open up a coffin. Like, that's the equivalent of there. somebody running half a second faster than everyone else at the NFL Combine. Oh, <laughs> God. That, oh, that's absolutely insane. And I, I honestly, I feel like this summer, it's going to be Houlihan, Houlihan, Houlihan out of us. Yeah. I mean, there's no world championships this year. It kind of sucks because she's on a tear. Yeah. But yeah. she she's just dominating the Diamond League right now. And you know what? That That's fine. Let her get the experience. Let her run against established veterans. Yeah. You know, if she can come out and kick down people in the last 70, <laughs> I, 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 I don't no know who's going to beat her at this point. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And, and honestly, carrying that momentum with her this summer, I think is going to be nothing but positive for her in the upcoming years. Yep. So I think that's it for news, right? Anything else? Uh, don't got much more. Nothing much, man. It's, it's hot out there. Get you running. Interview, yeah. 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 All right, so let's get on to this interview. Today we are joined by multiple-time All-American Conference champion, team captain, and 10,000-meter national champion from the University of Michigan. After pulling off the biggest upset of the year this past NCAA Outdoor National Championship for the win, he yelled, where's my mom? We are joined by the biggest mama's boy in track and field, Ben <laughs> Flanagan. All right, what's up, Ben? What's up, Trevor? How are we doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Just, uh... Heading back to Michigan right now to uh, beautiful Ann Arbor. So thanks for uh, thanks for having me today. Yeah, right. where, where were you at over in uh, Canada? I was in back in yeah back in Canada, um, specifically Kitchener, Ontario. Um, that's where I was born and raised. So uh, shout out, I, oh, um, great yeah North yeah, Day. shout out to KW KW region baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, I raced in Ottawa last week, so um, you know my hometown is on the way back from Ottawa. So I, I got to spend a, a weekend there before. Uh, Getting back to the grind in Michigan. Nice. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got, you know, the whole whole week back home, I mean, chilling after good racing. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's always nice to, you know, I wish I could go home more often, so always appreciate the time there when I got it. For sure. All right, well, starting off, man, I mean, Ben, we got to talk. We got to talk about the big one. We got to talk about the NCAA's, dude. <laughs> All right. I, I about lost my mind during that race. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge U of M fan. 
I every year like some of my favorite runners I feel like go to U of M. And I I don't mean to say that out of a bias because we're from Michigan, but every year there's somebody so fun to watch. And after, you know, watching conferences, I was like, okay, you know, bringing Buddy to Nationals. Like, yeah, that's going to be sweet. You know, and 23rd out of 24th. And what in the hell, dude? That was (laughs) awesome. Oh, you know who you were passing? (laughs) You know who you were flying by? Oh, thank you. Thank you. That is, that is very flattering, man. I, uh, I appreciate that very much. You know, some of my favorite runners end up in Michigan, so it sounds like we, we like the same people. Yeah, um, I mean, okay. You know, you, I, I, love, <laughs> yeah, like, I love hearing where, where, when people are big uh, U of M fans, so that's much appreciated. So, I mean, we got we got 39-second PR. Dustin, everybody, yeah. how – describe this, this feeling for me, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, um, anybody who was shocked, surprised, excited, you know, any of those emotions – um, I was probably feeling the same thing on a whole nother level. So, uh, it was a wild ride and, you know, like, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge I did go into the race with confidence and like, I did really believe in myself. Um, but you know, crossing the line with, with the finish that I had, um, was really a, a, a mind blowing moment for me. So, um, it was really, really cool. Um, and I don't know if I've really even had it sink in yet, you know, last last month is kind of just like passed by me so quickly. Um, but it's, uh, it's something I'm never going to forget. It was, a uh, it was a really, really amazing opportunity. I mean, when, at what point did you think like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go win this. I mean, were you like spiking up and saying, I'm going to beat every single one of these guys like, today? <laughs> I mean, what, when did it like come like, this is something I, I can bring home. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I ever, quite got there um what i didn't have though like my my mentality going into the race you know was that i could be in the mix and in contention for the win right um there was never a point where i really was like you know what i know i've got this in the bag and you know i've never really really approached races like that in the past because um i it's never a given right and the sport's so unpredictable yeah so you know i knew i had a shot and i and i wasn't scared of anybody you know the first this is the first time I was going to toe the line with, you know, these absolute studs around the country. And I like, I really did feel like I, I belonged there. Um, and I wasn't scared of everyone because of that. I was like, all right, you know what? I think I can be in contention to win. I don't know if it's going to happen, but you know, if, if we get the right bounces and, and things, uh, you know, things just, uh, turn out all right, then, then maybe I'll be the guy that crosses the line first. And, and fortunately that's the way it went on the day. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, and now we got to bring it up, man. Where's my mom? Yeah, yeah. You, that is going to play over and over and over. Uh, I, I never gets old, to be honest, man. I love, it. I love that people are so excited about that. That's awesome. Um, that almost turns you into an icon now. I mean, how, how many other pro, you know, I mean, runners out there have, like, that iconic phrase, you know? I don't know, man. It's it was uh it was a cool moment, right? Like, for ESPN to catch that. Yeah. Um, step number one was really cool. Um, and then for people to, to, you know, just appreciate as much as they did, that was just so surprised, so surprising to me. I, I just like, I went and cooled down after the race and then, you know, got back in the car and, you know, gave all the coaches hugs, you know, did all that business. And, and all of a sudden someone's like, do you see Shailene Flanagan tweeted at you? And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and I go and check it out. Right. And sure enough, um, she tweets about the, where's my mom thing. And at that point it was like all a blur. I was like, I don't, I, I, it was uh it was cool man and you know i've been rolling with it um you're the biggest mama's boy in track and field 
Right, yeah. It's, you know what? I'm going to embrace it because um, that is true. I am a mama's boy, but uh, it's uh, it's given me a really good platform to know my mother has actually been on my athletics career. Um, so it was a very genuine reaction, and it's cool to it's cool that she gets uh, she gets some love out of it because it's it's much deserved. Absolutely. Cool. So I mean, this got to get a, get a T-shirt deal out of this. I, yeah. I assume. Yeah, right? So it's been cool. You know, the Ann Arbor Running Company has made some sweet stickers. Uh, some friends have gotten my mom some gifts about it. So um, it's been it's been pretty wild and pretty surreal. Who's been um, more famous? It's, it's, your mom or what's you? That? <laughs> what's that? Who's been more famous since it happened, your mom or you? Oh, my mom, way more famous. <laughs> and she deserves it. Like, honestly, all my friends back in school, um, I, get, I try to get along with as many people as I can, you know, and I've always been a social person. But whenever my mom comes into town, um, right after she leaves, all my friends are always like, dude, your mom is so much cooler than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, like, she's, a, she's a people pleaser. So uh, I would say uh, she's, uh, she's taking the W on that one for sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, I mean, since, since you won, I mean, what, what's kind of changed for you now? I mean, you kind of got put in a little bit of a national spotlight here, and especially, you know, racing this past weekend. I mean... What's kind of different now from college making the transition? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird feeling to be honest, right? Because it's like it's you know, everything's the same at the same time, right? And that makes no sense at all. But that's kind of how I feel. Like, um, like you know, obviously there's a little bit more uh, recognition around, um, you know, as uh, on campus in my hometown, um, you know, in the NCAA and, you know, mm-hmm. at the Canadian level. And all that's really cool. Um, but you know, I'm just trying to do the same things that have, that is, that have gotten me to this point and that, that have been working. So, um, you know, obviously there was, there was a little bit of time to celebrate and some time with some friends and family. Um, and then, you know, it was back to the grind and, um, back to consistent workouts. So, um, I would say the biggest things that's changed is really like my confidence level, um, has been, has been better than it's really ever been before. Um, which has been pretty cool. So I've, I have always set lofty goals. Mm-hmm. And uh, the goals really haven't changed that much, but but the belief in um, how achievable they are and how soon I can achieve them has kind of shifted. Um, so I really feel like I've made a, a bit of a mental jump where I'm really to t- ready to take on um, some things that you know prior to that race I may have thought were uh, more long term goals. Yeah, absolutely. And so I mean, are you you looking to take this farther? I mean, this weekend kind of came down to a, a sit and kick, but I mean, are your eyes forward to you know pursuing running farther now, or I mean, where do you want to go with this? Yeah, for sure, man. And you know, it was really cool, really, really, really cool opportunity to compete with the guys like Justin Knight and Muhammad Ahmed. Like yeah. those guys are total studs, and and honestly, they're amazing runners, but they're even better dudes. Like they're they're such great um, people. So um, we had a lot of fun there, and you know, I, I we were just hoping to put on a show for for the crowd there and, and do our best and to be able to mix it up with uh with guys like that was a really cool experience for me i actually pr'd in the 400 i've never run 400 that fast <laughs> in my life holy cow so that's that's one thing that's changed um which has been pretty cool um so i kind of feel like i, I can compete with uh, a lot of guys that i that you know previously I, I was a little bit more unsure about but uh to answer your question um you know i feel good right now body's good i got a pretty late start to the season which i think is you know, part of the reason uh, NCAA's won as well as it did, but um, because of that, I'm, I'm going to keep racing, you know, and just kind of riding the wave, and there's no time pressure for cross-country, um, considering I'm no longer a, a collegiate athlete, so uh, I'm just trying to find some things on the schedule that make sense, and, and trying to dip my toe in pretty much any area that I think is going to 
you know, make me a better athlete. That's awesome. Oh, okay, I gotta ask. So uh, you had a beautiful mustache. Stash was doing well at uh, Natty's, and uh, you know, you win big race. Do the girls start flocking after that, or? Oh it's, my gosh! Good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the mustache being gone definitely helped. Uh, that, 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 that thing was not that thing was not attracting anyone. Oh, any, yeah. Actually, guys loved it. Like, Thank guys, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all thought it was awesome. We're like, this guy knows. Like, guys were loving it, man. Like, so that was pretty cool. I got mad, mad props for that. Girls, not so much, right? And I always try to make it clear to them, right? And like. Because the girls are always so confused about it on on the women's side, right? They're like, "Why are the boys all?" Well, you're you're about business. Girls mustaches, the mustache right? means you're about business. Right, exactly, and you know, and I'll be honest, I, I may have influenced some of the younger guys to, to grow some mustaches to you. So then, some of the younger girls were coming up to me and being like, "What the heck? Stop getting all these guys to grow mustaches." <laughs> so, so I always tell them, like, "Listen, like, if you're growing a mustache to look good." You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. That's not going to happen. You're not going to be a better looking dude with your mustache in most cases. Some guys can, you know, rock it big time. But um, so, anyways, mustache being gone was step one. Um, winning nationals, you know, it, it uh, it's been it's been cool. I've been uh, probably a little bit more confident than I've ever been before. So um, I'm I've just been happy to talk to anyone about who wants to share the moment with me. So it's been it's been pretty cool. I met met some really cool friends out of it, and um, you know, you know was able to uh, spend some time with some some pretty elite runners in Eugene that otherwise I would have probably never met so that was cool too so um yeah that's that's probably as far as I'll go with that question yeah, your mom's the first girl for you there you go yeah, yeah. what's that your mom's the first girl for you <laughs> right totally you know got it mom's always got to approve oh yeah so then at Michigan you had two different coaches you had Gibby whose tenure was pretty short-lived and then now Kevin Sullivan as a yeah. Canadian, you're probably pretty pumped to find out that Canadian running legend would be coaching you. Oh yeah, it was it was like it was like trying to talk to a to a to a super league girl at a bar. Like the first time I tried having a conversation with him, I uh, he came to campus and I like went to introduce myself and I don't even remember what I said. I was like, <laughs> uh, "Welcome, coach," and he's just like, "Hey, Ben." I was like, "Oh my god, I don't want to say this guy." Like honestly. The whole team thought it was so funny because they realized how big of a fanboy I was of him. Because, like, honestly, Kevin Sullivan, like, his notable stuff, everybody knows about, you know, three-time Olympian, multiple-time NCAA champion, you know, legend at the University of Michigan. But it's like, if you're a Canadian runner um, growing up in the high school system, he honestly owns every single record you could think of. So he just becomes this name on every results page um, at the top of it with just this, like, untouchable record that it's just like who is this guy um so meeting him for the first time was one thing but then like him actually being my coach was just a totally surreal experience um especially at a time when there was a lot of uncertainty right because anybody who's experienced uh, a coach leaving leaving the program it's uh it's not a fun experience and it's pretty scary so um the conclusion of that being kevin sullivan you know canadian legend um becoming our, our head cross-country as good as it was going to get, especially for me. So so besides Sully, I mean, I'm obviously being a huge U of M uh, running fanboy. Were there, like, anyone else who's been, like, a really big influence? I mean, running with guy, like, guys like Fairlick, Finn, I mean, Willis, you know, he's always tweeting at you guys. I, right. You know, was, who, who else kind of, you know, played in to, uh, you know, making this all happen for you? 
Yeah, he, uh, all those guys are, are, you know, they're just so kind. It's been awesome um, how involved they've still been. So Nate Brennan, for example, uh, I remember reaching out to him a little bit and asking about his experience at Michigan um, when I was when I was really young just because um, he actually trained at the same, uh, same uh, high school club that I did. Um, so there was a connection there. Um, and then the future connection being at Michigan, I've seen them at like, uh, alumni events and they've always been, um, very, very kind and, and, uh, supportive. Uh, Willis is just a total beauty himself. Um, he's in Arbor all the time and, um, you know, he never turns down a run with, with the boys. So, um, over the years we've been able to really pick his brain and, and he's always willing to, to give the young guys advice. So that's been really cool. Um, there's other Canadian legends, Andrew Ellerton, um, ran at Michigan as well. Um, Mike Woods, actually, who's now a professional and Olympic cyclist, he ran at Michigan um, from Canada. Um, you know, Alan Webb dabbled there for a bit. But, yeah, there's been a ton of people. Ron Warhurst, who coached there, Legend, um, yeah. you know, is always happy to talk to his younger guys and give us some advice, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, all those guys have been phenomenal and huge influences on uh, on our careers. And then, you know, just even the more recent athletes like um, Mason Furlick, he's actually my roommate now. Um, so I, uh, I get a ton of advice from him all the time. Um, Jamie Fallon, who won NCAA title last year in the 1500, uh, we went to high school together and have, have been really close. So, uh, I, you know, I've gained a lot of, uh, a lot of insight and, and expertise from her as well. So, so there's a lot of people to talk to around and, you know, I, I, the list goes on, right? So it's been really cool to be surrounded by, um, such excellent athletes and people, right. To make a, make a really, um, influential and, and positive experience in Ann Arbor. So, geez, you're mentioning all these Canadian legends. What are you guys putting in the maple syrup? That <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Um, dude, it's just you don't you don't got to put anything in the maple syrup. It's just the it's maple, just, syrup just maple syrup itself. Yeah. <laughs> There's something in that syrup <laughs> up there, dude. For real, I I got a four liter bottle kicking at home right now. We love it. But <laughs> you're transporting <laughs> syrup over the border. Oh, yeah, this dude, might be yeah. the end of your running career. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm calling the five zero. If I if I stopped running, it'd be problematic, dude. I I down syrup like it's my day job. I, love it. I think this is the most Canadian thing I've ever heard, dude. It's uh, you know that uh, that particular stereotype or stereotype has a uh, has a lot of evidence to it. So. I love it. Aunt, Aunt Jemima doesn't quite cut it for me. I got I got to get the real Canadian stuff. That's fair. That's, That's fair. awesome. <laughs> so you were whisking people off like Mason and stuff. A good friend of mine, uh, Connor Mora, he went to he yeah. went to U of M. And he gave me yeah. some questions to ask you. So you're gonna have to explain a little bit what these mean. But what was it like oh, to God. live All right. <laughs> What was it like to live in Woodlawn during your career at U of M? What's Woodlawn? What was it like to live at Woodlawn? Yeah. Oh great question. So Woodlawn Avenue is the street that we lived on for the past four years. Um and I gotta make sure I don't tear up during this answering this question because we just had Connor move out um, last week, and he was he was the last guy standing pretty much in, in our house. Oh, man. Um, so it's me. It's meant the world, man, because it pretty much just represents um, how tight our class has been throughout my entire experience. You know, there's a, I don't know if for how close people follow the Michigan team, but you know they'll notice we had a lot of older guys, a lot of fifth years on the squad, um, and those were all my my incoming uh, classmates. So Connor Moore in particular was my freshman roommate. So. Uh, we, uh, you know, we go way back, man. Connor's one of my best friends. Um, so it's been such an amazing experience going through Michigan with him. Um, and then, you know, all those other guys as well that, that were living in the house. Um, we've had some turnover, too, uh, with some guys leaving after their fourth year. Um, but, 
but it's been an amazing, amazing place. We uh, so basically what we did was um, Micah Beller was the one who organized that we we got two houses that we started renting next door to each other, moved twelve guys into them that were all affiliated with the team in one way or another. Wow. So basically we just had um, our um, living in close proximity to each other. And the crazy thing is I can't think of a single disagreement. Like the more time I spent around um, these guys and around other relationships and people, I've realized how rare um, the like camaraderie or camaraderie and uh, um, basically just the relationship that, I've had, that we've had together has been, has been really, really cool. Um, we've been best friends and, and always will be. And, it's been honestly, it's been really sad uh, this year having that moved out. But Woodlawn, Woodlawn will live forever, man. That that was a good place to live. What's Look. your yeah? What's your favorite memory from there? My favorite memory, um, there's a ton, man. I could go on and on and on, you know. Um, but uh, one I'll say is during the off season, you know, Mora Connor is a super competitive dude, right? And uh, we love making bets with each other all the time, you know. It, it's it makes the bus rides go faster on the way to trips. So we're, uh, we're on our way to uh, Louisville or something, right? A decent bus ride. And we're talking about Washington Dairy, which is a local donut shop. And uh, we're like, we're talking about how many donuts someone could eat in the off season. And Connor's like, oh, I could eat 24, no problem. No problem, this guy says. Not even like an ounce of doubt in his mind, right? And Mike is like, I could eat more than you. So we're like, all right, like, let's bookmark this because we're all holding you accountable. So as soon as the season ended, one of the first things we did was we went and bought 48 Washtenaw Dairy Donuts, which are amazing donuts, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, you, if you've never been there, I highly recommend. <laughs> so uh, these guys have a bet with Mason Furlick that they can't eat the donuts. And if they finish it, Mason's going to pay them um, for all the donuts, right? <laughs> He's going to cover the cost of, of the 48 donuts. And otherwise, they have to pay for it. Um, and they have an hour to do it. So we go back, we okay. had a nice, like, garage in the back that we, like, decked out with a bunch of um, just, like, old-school um, track memorabilia and, and, like, some Big Ten signs and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so we, we go back to the garage. We put on some, like, hardcore EDM. And, like, Connor was, like, <laughs> watching legitimate, like, pump-up videos of, like, eating contests all morning to get himself fired up. Just idolizing Joey Chestnut. <laughs> like, oh, we got it. <laughs> he was watching Joey Chestnut, exactly, man. Like all over it. So I, in the morning, first thing, and Moore's got his cup of coffee and, and YouTubing like competitive eating. So they like really get into it. And Mora crushes like 15 in the first 20 minutes. And then we like both the guys just hit a huge wall. And it was the most repulsive last 45 minutes of comp- competitive eating I've ever seen in my life. Like these guys went to the well and did everything they could. And unfortunately, Mora got to 20. 20- Two and a half donuts by the time the 60 minutes was up, and Micah got like to 13. So it wasn't even a competition between the two of them, but that was like a crazy moment. That was that was like almost as hype as like a Big Ten championship. How, <laughs> how rowdy the boys got into it. So that was a good one. And then like a week later, Connor tried to take on this like big pizza challenge that's that's local too. So. So um, it's just a summer, summer of eating challenges yeah. between the dozen U of M runners here on Woodlawn. It was nuts, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I stayed as far away as possible, but I was like, my I was a designated hype man, so I like provided yeah, tunes. Greatness. Yeah. I tried to just get everyone fired up because those guys would have put me to shame if I tried any of those. If I tried, to, but that's a good one, um, dude. There's there, oh, there's man. If uh, you will have to catch up another time, and we'll have a strictly Woodlawn podcast, and we'll get all those guys on there because oh, just, I know. I, I feel like I, I I wish I would have had like a camera on this because I mean I'm just hearing just like legends from you know just running around here and now i'm hearing all right well you guys were six and six and 
running all summer, hanging out all summer. I, I mean, this this seems like the perfect reality TV show. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. I wish we had one because we would we would have lit it up. And then this last year, we just got into an unhealthy amount of Fortnite. Like a lot of guys were in <laughs> were in like very few classes because they were graduating, and we just squad up like every night. And Absolutely. Aaron Baumgarten just became a total legend, like was on his way to being the next ninja, we'd like to say. And uh, like we just, that was basically our whole last semester here is we played Fortnite like it was our day job. And we brought some Xboxes to some of the meets. And just, you know, before big, before Abom won his Big Ten Championship 5K, he, was, he probably took about three or four dubs that morning in solo mode. <laughs> That's all I know is his dubs then. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's good, dude. That guy that guy went to dub town all the time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, dude, I got to run by these houses. Oh, this is, this is like local U of M like running history right here. <laughs> oh, man, it's awesome. And like, honestly, what's, what's been really cool is a lot of the younger guys have now moved in. So the, the houses are, are staying in, uh, oh. in, in the track family. Hell but, yeah. uh, the, we've had our first full generation of, of transition. There you go. So you hope these houses are gonna like, you know, keep kind of going. Like, is this gonna be something that's gonna be, you know, the cross country team owns Woodlawn type of deal? I, I mean, I hope so, right? I mean, if if they have any sort of experience like I do, and it's because of houses, then hell yeah, I want everyone to move in there. But that means the more day, championships, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So. Um, there's been a lot of memories in those houses that I'll never forget, but at the end of the day, whatever those guys want to do, they want to do. Um, but it made a good situation for the time being. If they continue to stay, uh, in the, in the track family, then I'm definitely going to go for a visit every year. That's awesome. Uh, I have a quick question about like, you said, you know, you, you guys always go on runs and stuff. Uh, all the others have wondered this too. So you guys are running around Ann Arbor, are you guys running like through the city and getting stopped at like a bunch of lights or are you out like driving somewhere for long runs or like how how does the runs work around there sure yeah ann arbor is actually surprisingly a fantastic place to run um and that's something that really shocked me at first because i drove on a campus and anybody who's been to ann arbor is like yeah right this kid is not telling the truth here but no it really is it's a beautiful place um you do have to get through the city right so um the first mile or so is um, and that was new for me because when I was in high school, I, I did not ever want to stop in the middle of a run, right? Yeah. And here I am, you know, stopping, waiting for a waiting for a pedestrian light to come on, and I had to like really, really chill out on my first month on campus. But um, so yeah, once you get through a couple stoplights, you know, you learn how to just deal with it and run with the guys um, and joke around in the first like warm up of uh, ten minutes, and you know, it's really not a big deal. And then you get out uh, past the past campus and past the city, and there's just a ton of like single trails. Um, a ton of systems that all connect. Um, you can just get miles and miles of, of runs in. And, you know, you don't have to drive out for a long run, and, and we mix it up. We sometimes stay on campus. Yeah. But if you do want to drive out, there's some great, great dirt roads um, that we like to hit up once a week, too, to get some really high-quality long runs. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe some temp efforts as well. But um, there's a lot of variety. We're never doing the same thing every day. Um, you know, you learn, you learn the in and outs of the trail systems pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know, you could do a different run every day of the week if you wanted to. But yeah, that's so, I mean, it sounds like you had a pretty awesome experience there. I mean, it sounds like it was nothing but the right choice. You guys all real tight and a lot of success out of all you as well. But, yeah. I mean, dude, I'm not complaining. I've had an amazing experience. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm continuing school. I'm continuing to, to run there right now for a reason because, you know, I don't want to leave. It's a, it's a, it's a really sweet spot. And, you know, the, the, 
the Ann Arbor itself is amazing, but it's like, you know, that's not the whole package. You need good people around too. And, and luckily, you know, we lucked out and I got the best people in the world to, to train with them for the past five years. And, um, our young guns are, are amazing dudes too. So they're, they're uh, carrying the torch for the next generation. All right. So now we always ask this to every single, uh, person we have on there. What's your funniest running story, man? Like anything goes. You yeah. Know, any, anything situation. good, bad, like, great, yeah. ugly. I want funniest oh. one. Oh my gosh. Oh, let me let me go through the memory lane here for a second. Yeah. Oh, I, I told you we were gonna pick your brain here, man. Yeah. No, you're you're so right. It's uh, <laughs> like because I know these answers <laughs> exist, right? And I don't want to get off this podcast and be like, oh, how did I not bring this one up? Hey, you're always um, welcome back too. If you yeah, got yeah. if you got <laughs> if you ever dig All up right. some old gold or something. Be careful, man. You're gonna get five phone calls from me tonight, being like, "Oh, dude, you gotta put this in here, man." I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call all the Woodlawn guys and ask them for feedback. And I call them back. We, we, um, ben Flanagan will definitely be a guest for part two. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I I would love to, man. You you can tell I like to socialize. I like to chat. So um, it's either you're gonna have a four hour podcast or you're gonna have to invite me back another time. So it's your choice, really. Uh, so there's a couple. That I can like a lot of them. I, I I feel like are early because I was so new and I came from Canada and was kind of just like trying to figure things out a little bit. Um, hmm, let me let me think for a second. So the one that comes to mind, like my first one. This one's okay. It's not like an amazing story, but it just kind of shows how how poor my American geography was when I came to this country. Oh but um, we ran with the Purdue guys our like early long runs which produce in indiana right and mm-hmm. um we were asking these guys where they're from right and uh this guy uh this guy said he's from indianapolis and i had a teammate who was one of my classmates who's from minnesota um and he's from minneapolis right which i didn't realize was the thing so i thought he was from indianapolis minnesota because i've heard of indianapolis because the indy 500 so i here i am trying to like connect these two guys being like oh dude like this guy's also from Indianapolis, and Will's just like, no, I'm not, right? But he's just trying to, like, play it cool as I'm trying to, like, connect these guys to, like, find some common ground to talk about, whereas one guy's from Indiana and another guy's from Minnesota, and those guys give me a hard time about that for a while. Um, we also played a game where um, we wanted to see, if like, how many states that I could name because um, I couldn't name a lot of them. So that was another game one of our, like, upperclassmen <laughs> had. Um, my first run with Kevin Sullivan, I completely wiped out in the mud when I was trying to like have a conversation with him. So that was super embarrassing. But, um, there's a, there's a ton of other stories I'm sure I'm missing, but those are the ones that I guess came to my head, uh, off the bat. Absolutely. Well, Connor gave us one more piece of, uh, dirt on you. Said you were a big Lil Peep fan. What's up with that, buddy? <laughs> oh my God. How did you guys even get on that conversation? Hey, hey, I'm, hey, hey, you know, we, we've been around the block a little bit here. Oh my God. Okay. So, so Billy Bond and Ryan Wilkie um, were just – we were in Florida training camp, and these guys would not stop talking about my little peep. And it was driving everyone crazy. And everybody that heard him was like, dude, this guy is not good. Like you guys need to back off. And <laughs> Billy kept being like, like Flan, 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 you got to listen to this guy. Like you like some – I know you like some weird stuff because I listen to like some hard EDM before my races usually. Yeah. It's like I know you're into some like weird music. Like just listen to this guy. So eventually we're like chilling in the hot tub because I put it off. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I trust Mora. I don't want to listen to this guy. And they bring some speakers out and they they play this song. And me not really, I was a little peep. I was like, 
dang, this is kind of dope. Who is this? And Wilk and Billy just start going like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a little pee. So I'm like, so I like listened to, I, I like, you know, went into a guilty pleasure mode and I was like, all right, let me check this guy out. So I shuffled his Spotify playlist, you know, in my headphones on like the way to a, a run or something. And I was like, oh, dang, dude, I hate how much I'm into this stuff right now. <laughs> so I just became like all about it. And it like, um, yeah, I just got super into like kind of the angsty vibe it had to it. Yeah. Um, and like when things were starting to come around again, um, you know, running at big, like going to big tens and regional stuff like that. And like, I kind of felt like I had this big chip on my shoulder because I was like coming back after a long year. Um, so little peep and I just connected. I just like, I felt his music, <laughs> I guess in the weirdest way. And I, uh, I just came all about him. And then I, uh, I listened to him before big tens a ton and that went great. And, you know, runners are, are just creatures of habit. So I started listening to him before like all my races. Um, and I honestly, I'll keep about 10 minutes before picking up this phone call with you. So, um, he hasn't gotten an old yet. Things, um, is still my number one jam, dude. Yeah, no, I hear you, dude. So, so let's, I got like, to embrace it. I, I got to embrace it. I'm about him. I will admit. I mean, so uh, you've mentioned, you know, EDM a whole lot. Is that kind of the angsty rap? I'm the EDM. I mean, what, what's your go-to type of tunes here right? for, you know, just getting ready to run, ready yeah. to race? I mean, what do you kind of variety or what do you go with that? It's mo- it's mostly like like a little harder than like what club EDM would be like. So it's like just a little bit more... Um, like a harder beat to it, I guess, but it's like, like it doesn't have to have lyrics or anything like that. As long as it's got like a good beat and like a solid drop to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of that gets me in the right mood before races. And honestly, a little bit of a cooler story as to why I like it so much too, is because that's the music I listened to. Um, like when I, whenever I was hurt and I was cross training, I'd always wear my, like my bow speakers, um, either on the alter G or on the bike or on the elliptical, whatever I was doing. And I listened to hard EDM, which is what got me through my workouts. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do going into my races was put on the same playlist that I grinded to um, while I, I was cross-training. Um, yeah, just a little just bit of motivation, so you know, hey, this is... Off. Right. Yeah, so I mean, you know, something going from the, you know, the treadmill and the bikes to, you know, going actually out and racing, and just keeping it consistent through there, keeping the motivation, keeping the drive. Huh. exactly it man so uh so that's that's a little bit more story behind why i like it so much is um it took me back to the those grind i'll just just like those moments where just you got to stay patient you're like all right you'll get back at some point you just got to grind right now and every time i put on that playlist you just start nodding your head and be like man we made it we're back and cool. we're ready to we're ready to roll today all right man now one of our best parts of the show here we got to hit you with some uh little quick questions simple short answer we, we call them fast facts Okay, I I can I can roll with that. Let's do it. So, what are you just one word answer? Canadian or American oh. beer? Canadian. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Drake or Kendrick Lamar? Drake. Um, is it Mooses or Meese? <laughs> I wish it was either of those, but it's not. <laughs> it's just Moose, no S. <laughs> and uh, who wins in a five k? Mark D'Antonio or Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. No. boy. No. boy. Keep it repping. That guy doesn't... I've never seen him walk. He always is running. <laughs> that guy puts in more miles than our whole team, it looks yeah. like. Have you ever met him? Have you gotten the chance to meet him yet? I wish, dude. We've, we've tried some attempts to, like, get even, like, a response or a like from him in social media, but he's a tough dude to... 
went to one of our NCAA banquets all dressed up as Jim Harbaugh's. And like when he came to the, to, to to Michigan, and we like tweeted at him and stuff like that, and he he uh, he never responded. So no, I've never met him. I've seen him a couple times, but uh, never uh, never talked to him. Um, never had any sort of interaction with him. Uh, so last thing, thirty seconds. Give the listeners some advice on how they can be the next Ben Flanagan, going from being ranked twenty third to winning a national championship. Go. Oh man! Oh my God! I can go on for days about this. Um. So the things that work for me, right? And like, I I'm not to say I haven't figured out because I don't. Um, and I and it makes me nervous when people say that they do because I just think the sport is so complicated and confusing, right? Um, you gotta ride the wave. Um, you know when things are going when things are tougher, you gotta you gotta see the light and take the small victories and and know you can come back. And sometimes it just takes time. And when things are going great, um, you need I think you need to keep in mind that. Um, you just can't take it for granted, right? Because the sport's so unpredictable. Um, and it's really easy to get caught up in this idea that you just become invincible. So um, I think just, you know, riding the waves and, and, and um, enjoying the process is big. Staying patient is, is a big one um, in, in a lot of aspects, right? Through, through the more macro perspective of, of the day-to-day training. But even in racing, um, you know, not getting too antsy and really just trusting your fitness and, and staying patient is something that took me a really, really long time to figure out. Um, and then I'm so big on honest communication and just life in general. Um, I think a lot of interpersonal conflict um, or self-conflict or is, I think a lot of it comes down to, to misunderstanding and misinterpretation. Um, and I think if in, in, with how influential your coach can be on your career, I think finding a way to, to really at least do the best you can to have an honest um, uh, network with them, like an honest uh, communication uh, uh, built there and, and the trust, um, and along with your teammates as well. I think that's very valuable because uh, you know you, if you've listened to any of the any of the interviews I've ever done, um, that's something I really like to talk about is how how, my, how influential my personal support network has been in my uh, my career. So I think it's really important to to find those um, those reliable support networks and utilize them because um, you know it's. It can be hard sometimes, and that's okay. And I think it's important to, to utilize your friends, family, and your coaches um, when you need it. That's awesome, dude. I like that a lot. Dude. That, I mean, to, to me, it sounds like you're just an honest, like, good, down-to-earth guy at this point. I mean, it's really refreshing to hear that. You know, you, you rely on other people so much that it's, you know, they make you better in that aspect. But... I appreciate it, man, dude. And you, like, you talk to Mora, man. You'll, he, uh, oh, I can't tell you how many times I've kept him up or, or, like, you know, just picked his brain or, like, even just, like, not even asking for advice, but just needed someone to listen, um, when, when things were more difficult. Like, it's, those guys, uh, Micah Beller, Aaron Baumgarten, Billy Bond, all those guys have been, uh, so influential in that respect. And I, you know, I try to, I, I hope that I, I've been able to reciprocate. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. That's, those are very kind words. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I, uh, I don't, I don't think I have the whole thing, thing figured out, and I'm willing to admit that. And mm-hmm. um, I like, I think it's different for everybody. But if anybody wants to know what what works, what works for me, um, I, uh, I'll never have um, what I think, mm-hmm. um, what I think those variables and, and characteristics were.
Awesome, dude. Well, hey, Ben, man, I, we really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I screamed like a little girl when you won Big Tens, and then again <laughs> yeah, when you that, won dude. Nationals, I, I lost my shit. Yes. So, hey, dude, if you ever want to come back on, you ever got any more stories, any more dirt, you know where dude, to find us, man. You talk to anybody I know, and they will tell you that I either have a million stories, or when I went run out, I'm going to tell them all over again. So, <laughs> yeah. I've always got stories. Stories, man. So I, I, this has been a blast for me. Um, it was cool to just get into a good, honest station. Um, if you guys ever, if you guys ever want me back, it would be, a, it would be a privilege on my end. So hell yeah, dude. Well, shoot, shoot some stickers our way, and yeah. Yeah. dude, yo, hit me with an address, and I'll sauce them over. For oh sure. my hell dude, yeah. but hey, I, you know, I'm really excited to see where your career goes. I mean, hopefully next time we got you back on, we see a couple more dubs. That's here. the goal, man. Um, oh. It's been cool, and and you know, obviously, this NCAA uh, meet for me has been the highlight of my career, right? I'd be uh, it'd be ridiculous to say otherwise, but um, by no means do I want it to be the limit. You know, I, I uh, just the I, beginning. I, I, right, and like I said, I'm. You can't look too far ahead. The sport's unpredictable, but I'm I'm feeling hot right now, and and uh, I'm really hoping to ride this momentum into some into some, you know, strong performances. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Oh, uh, well, Flanny, man. We appreciate having you on here. Dude, no worries. Thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, never uh, never hesitate to reach out. Come to Ann Arbor. We'll show you some trails. Oh, um, yeah. You guys can see the, the fam famous wood woodlawn houses if you want. Oh, oh we yeah, may yeah. take you up on that at this point, yeah, buddy. That's a, that's a, that, that invite never expires. Just let us know when. Right. Sounds good. All right, well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you no soon. No worries, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, all right? Yeah, yeah you too. too. All right, peace. See ya. What a guy, though. That was a good one. That was a good oh, one to talk I to. Love it. What a dude, like, it, to me, he just seems like such a real individual. I mean, coming from, you know, 14th to not qualifying in prelims to now NCAA champion. Oh, I yeah. mean, and it, it's he's a humble guy. He's got nothing but love for a lot yeah. of his other teammates. It's, and his mom. And his mom. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You just don't see those type of things all I the time. I love the rowdiness mm -hmm. that probably went on at Woodlawn House. Houses. Oh, yeah. You know those two houses were just the mecca of running in the state of Michigan Sweet. for a while. Oh, yeah. But. All right, so I think that's it for this week. Anything else, Jay? No, I mean, honestly, it's been one hell of a week. I mean, the running's kind of slowing down a little bit, but we still got the Diamond League, but. Yeah. Anything else, DB? I think that's about it. It's a wrap for this week. All right, so we'll talk to you guys next week. Later.